As Paul Silas, the man who taught me more about the NBA than anything, taught me 20 years ago, I will try to imitate him poorly. In the NBA, ain't nothing going to be a better rosary. You have to be willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Their defense is atrocious. atrocious. I'm the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas. Welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Mundelkin and Ben Crabb. Ben. Put on your pants. It's cold outside. Uh, joining us for the holidays. Up. Yeah, backed by popular demand. Overwhelming, overwhelming popular demand. Mm. Mm. Literally overpowering. To some, he goes by whammy. To others, he's simply tough daddy. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the program. It's TikToks. Brandon, Lizzie, Wham. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Yep. Happy Kwanzaa. Yep. All the coming. holidays. All the things. Yep. Chris, um, Chrismica. Yep. Christmas for those Christmas for, for you interfaithers out there in the audience. Great to have you back on the pod, Wham. How are you doing? And uh, are you excited for uh, a little holiday magic here? I'm excited. I track a personal naughty and nice list uh, in my Ooh. own life, and so mm-hmm. just to get this out in the public is going to mm-hmm. feel like I don't know a relief. You know? Sure. Let's so. make that. Let's make that private naughty and nice list public. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. That's right. Very nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I'm a transparency guy, you know. Mm. Are we planning anything special for the holidays, Wham? Maybe um, a, my, a seasonal yeah, talk? Yeah, this is not the most special. So Omicron is just rampant in Ohio. The entire Browns roster is out this Saturday. Decimated. And it's, you know, case levels are very high. So nothing, nothing big in terms of travel. Uh, I will be attempting to cancel breakfast with Santa in order to protect my family from the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. My wife's Very not nice. going to like that. Not going to like it. And then uh, the, I guess the most special thing is my daughter mm. is a nerd. And she, yeah, Sick. she's is very okay. into the X-Men. She's only read like one story by them, but she just <laughs> loves Jean Grey. So I got her a mm. 1997 era Jean Grey action figure from eBay, and that's coming Whoa. from Santa. Don't listen to this podcast, June. Oh, boy. then you'll know that it was Daddy, not Santa. But I, she's like okay. so into Jean Grey, and she calls me the Hulk. So. Okay. Well, a very nerdy Christmas yes, here on Swish right. FM. Yeah. That is exciting stuff. That's yeah. fantastic. Very exciting. Has, nice. has she seen the, uh, the animated X-Men cartoon from the so 90s? We watch, yeah, so we watch before she goes to That's sleep. That's a good show. She requests to watch, she says, can we watch Jean Grey? So we watch Frozen downstairs now. It's usually Frozen now. You know, it's been Moana in the past. There's been other Disney movies. We watch a scene from that, and then to get her to go upstairs, you're kind of like, hey, we can watch Jean Grey on my phone. And on the phone, we watch all. It's a clip called "Jean Grey All Powers X Men Animated Series." It's about three minutes long. It's the highlights of Jean Grey from the '90s X Men series, and mm. she just loves it. Like especially confused and interested in the Dark Phoenix stuff. The, she Ooh, calls yeah. it the Fiery Bird. 
Um, it was a great series for me growing up, and the fact that she likes it and um, doesn't have to hide that from the rest of the world, like as I did, uh, is is very, uh, um, you know, again, transparency is my thing, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. And sure. I hope people love me talking about my daughter and not who couldn't be there. couldn't yeah. be happier for June. Does that, do you ever call her June? Do you ever call her June, June Gray? Gray? Uh, no, because she demands to be called Jean Gray, or now a lot Elsa. She's you know she she will not she doesn't think it's funny when you. Mm. She sometimes wants to be called Mr. Skeleton. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if I call her like Dr. Bones or try to get anything funky with that Mr. Skeleton, <laughs> she thing, she does, she's like, no, you know, they're very, you know, by the book. They oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're sticklers. So, yeah. Big so time. she's not into yeah. not into Rogue, not a, not a Rogue girl. Well, so we watch we watch Storm. She hasn't seen much of Rogue, to be honest, because the mm. Jean Grey Rogue is always my favorite. I mean, she that voice actress it's so it's iconic you know yeah. like oh sugar like i yeah. can't even i mean do come it. on who, who yeah. didn't have a, a bit of a thing for rogue that that was the that was it awakened in me not a mutant power but a man power if you will <laughs> okay but, thank you that led me to have june yep. 30 years later so there you go <laughs> Okay, folks. Before this becomes a full uh, yeah, animated corner, yeah, it's full on. Um, let me say, let me say, um, <laughs> congratulations to friend of the pod uh, Ryan McCarthy. Oh wow! He and his wife just had their first baby, a little boy named Nico. So we are Nico. elated for them. Fantastic! Um, Love to hear that. We know Ryan. You are at home listening. Uh, Getting absolutely no sleep. We're um, ecstatic to have you with us. Mm. Um, maybe maybe Ryan could join us for a, a, a three-way parent corner at some point. Ooh. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyhow, without further ado, guys, um, it is our annual Swish FM Naughty and Nice episode. Oh, yeah. This is the it's, big one we've all been waiting for. It's the big one we've all been waiting for. Pretty straightforward here. Um, we are going to go through some of uh, some of our naughty and nice. I have a feeling there's going to be some Mia Hoopas. <laughs> Definitely some Mia Hoopas in store for our uh, for our listeners here. So who wants to kick us off? I Wham, got it. Wanna... I got it. Yeah, yeah. Kick it. us off, Whammy. Because I've got the naughtiest group of boys and girls, and Ooh. they need to get a big old lump of coal right now, and that would be... The NBA MVP straw poll participants for choosing oh. Steph Curry. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, so the wow. Warriors, obviously, great record, but this is a narrative. This is just narrative. There's no. But it's a feel no, good story, Wham. Th- that's exactly right. But averaging. Remember averaging, how good we all felt when they right. won 72 three games? Yes, we like, felt so good, and we, we feel all good get that, now. that gift of joy again. But let me give you these numbers for Steph. Uh, mm-hmm. 32 points per game. Very impressive, right? Those are MVP numbers, right? Sounds like it to me. Five sure. rebounds, six assists per game. Those are That's an MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Those were his numbers last year. Hmm. His numbers this year, 26 points per game, six, six assists, five rebounds. He did not get many MVP votes last year. The resurgence of the Warriors is mainly due to an increase in efficiency from Jordan Poole. A lot of little role players doing uh, very efficient b-balling and Draymond Green who has added two points to his PER. Steph is having a worse year than last year mm. by all statistical measures, PER, points, you know, blah, blah, blah. I guess he's getting a little more assists this year, but 
this is so is Jordan is Poole the real MVP win? Uh, you know, Jordan Poole, if there was a Draymond Jordan Poole chimera, that would be it. You know, that seems to be it. And then you sprinkle in a little bit of Otto Porter, Naaman Belicha, like these guys who are just... How about that Gary like, Payton the second? Yeah, they have like seven guys Most who are averaging... six-man. Yeah. Why not MVP for him? Exactly. They have like seven They've guys who are... stepped it up, yeah, Lammy. Yeah, they have like seven guys who are averaging like eight points a game, you know, and, and very efficiently averaging such. So... You know, we love we love Steph. Not really. I hate him. But the MVP <laughs> stuff is just is narrative for me. And it's a little frustrating because I liken it to the year where like Harden won. And actually, there's two things that I like to do. Harden won when LeBron had like double the amount of counting stats in every category mm. and similar records. But it was just like, well, Harden has to win this year because he's the only guy in the Rockets. And then I also this every day I think about this when I think about hoops, is when they named Curry the player when of the decade. I think decade. about hoops. Yeah, I just, I wake up and I'm like, did the New York Times really name Steph Curry the player of the decade? When, again, he had, I believe, less even every stat than LeBron James, I think including threes, and like the, either this, I, I gotta look it up, I should have done that, but two or three championships the same amount as LeBron, but, they, but the New York Times, which, why are they... The people who designate the player, like that. Did they even watch coverage? basketball? Yeah, they, I, I doubt, I doubt these it. These nerds, yeah. these nerds in between, Jeez. in between sipping their chai lattes and yeah. uh, you know going to Broadway shows, somehow found the time to declare Steph Curry the player of the decade, when statistically he just was not. Um, anyway, there you go. So there it is. Steph getting the benefit of narrative again because we all like a little guy. Running around. We will not not be nerd shaming on this pod, Whammy. We are pro nerd. The New York Times gets nerd shamed. I'm sorry. Now that I'm now that I'm fully in Cleveland, like June, I got my views are changing. You got good nerds and bad nerds. Listen, not all nerds are the same. That's right. That's true. All right, moving on. Some deserve to be swirled and thrown in dumpsters. That's right. (laughs) Ben, you have a naughty or a nice for us, (sighs) Chris. this is this is going to be difficult for me. Oh no! Oh boy! I've got a naughty. Um, I've actually got um, got a co-naughty uh, at the very top of my naughty list. Believe it or not, Chris, there's uh, there's two names. Um, those names are uh, Ben Craw and Chris Wendelkin of Swish oh, no. FM. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. A mea hoopa. This is a mea hoopa. I'm kicking things off with a big time mea hoopa. We've um, been big time naughty. Yeah, we've been really yeah, naughty. Say um, some hail Marians. Yeah. Sean so, um, yeah, a mea hoopa. I like hail- Hail Marians, Sean Marion. It's good. <laughs> a little prayer. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to say some uh, some Hail Marians uh, and some Ahoopas <laughs> here. So I don't I don't remember exactly which episode it was. I don't know if uh, if this is one that Wham was on or not. But uh, Chris, you may be able to recall. Um, a few episodes back, we were discussing the uh, the little uh, kind of controversy stirred up um, by Ennis by one Ennis Cantor. Ennis mm. Cantor, yeah, Ennis Cantor. Uh, these these uh, sort of protest sneakers that he was wearing, uh, his calling out of LeBron James. Now, at the time we discussed that story, um, yeah, we were fairly uncritical uh of uh of Ennis Cantor um and I say that I use that word you know on multiple levels 
in that we were... I think we were uh, sort of praising him, really. Yeah. Uncritical, maybe a little... Praiseworthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know... We welcomed him as our new god. We really did. We really did. Um, And I don't want to speak for anyone else on the pod here, but just for my sort of personal perspective, I'll, I'll... say that I was um, I was bedazzled and um, and <laughs> yeah. and yeah. ensorcelled, if you will, by Ennis's LeBron uh, critiques. You were charmed. I, I was absolutely charmed. I was under his spell. All I saw was uh, some sick, blood splattered sneakers and uh, someone and man criticizing LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I was just completely sucked in um, and really didn't didn't look at the story at all uh beyond that um so why would you no that there's you? not there to me there was nothing yeah, yeah to me i i just saw someone critiquing lebron james and thought you are my hero um right. sure so um it turns out there's a little bit more to the story there's a little bit more to mm. ennis um and i think you know if we made some sort of like hints at his uh you know his sort of like past character and how you know, it can be unfortunate sometimes when an athlete or a uh, you know celebrity's message is you know muddled or dismissed because of like you know previous behavior or statements or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And we were like saying how oh it's too bad that um, you know Ennis is. Uh, you know, brave, courageous stance against LeBron and, and Nike um, is going to get, you know, perhaps uh, dismissed by the haters because he's like a clownish figure. Um, it turns out he's a little bit more than just a clownish figure. Um, I mean, anyone who's listening to this pod probably knows a little something about his, you know, sort of political history. Um, but I'll be honest, I never really took the time uh, <laughs> to like delve into all that. Um but he was always someone who kind of like, you know, not on, aside from the sort of like silly clownish like goofball antics, you know, showing up on a NBA desktop uh, with Jason Concepcion and like stuff like that. But there was always something a little like kind of just off about the guy, like where mm-hmm. you weren't quite sure like where he was coming from. Um, where was but he coming again, from, Ben? Well, what's the Turkey what's specifically? The, what's the dark secret here? Well, I want to I want to read a little something here. Um, I know I've, I've kind of been going for a while, so I, I can pass it back at any point. But um, but I think as part of my personal mea hoopa, I want to um, sort of, you know, rectify the record. I want to uh, to addend, amend, addend, add an addendum, amend our, our previous uh, statements about about Ennis. Um, again, I don't I'm not ready. Well, I don't know if Ennis himself should be on the naughty list. This is still part of of me personally being on the naughty list um but i wanted to read a couple things here to as, as part of a um you know sort of a uh, a, a healing a, 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 an, a an apology process a uh, a cleansing your journey yeah of my own personal feelings i want to read from an article i i uh I dug up. Um, this is from um, Mint Press News by a, uh, a journalist named Alan McLeod, um, written on November 2nd, 2021. Um, the headline, you can look it up if you want. Celtics or CIA, Gulanist Hoops star Ennis Cantor rides both benches. <laughs> um, now, you might, you might think that I'm like 
reading this like jokingly, but this is actually a very interesting and eye-opening article that I really do encourage um, our, our listeners to read. Uh, but in case you don't have time to read it yourself, I'm going to go ahead and, and enter some of this um, uh, into the official Swish FM record, if, if, uh, if I may. Sure. Um, uh, I'll start here. Despite not even leaving the bench, Boston Celtics center Ennis Cantor was the one drawing the headlines in their season opener at New York City's Madison Square Garden. The six foot ten Turk sported shoes emblazoned with the words free to bet. These are the shoes that we discussed previously on the uh, podcast. Mm. Um, Quote, under the Chinese government's brutal rule, Tibetan people's basic rights and freedoms are non-existent, Cantor said in a video posted on social media explaining the move. Two days later, he accused heartless dictator of China, Xi Jinping, of running slave labor camps in Xinjiang, demanding the, he, quote, free the Uyghur people and stop the genocide now. Cantor it's went even further good. on October 26th, directly calling for the overthrow of the Chinese government and sharing his new, quote, freedom shoes, which mm. show him playing basketball with a cartoon version of Jinping's severed head. Change is coming and no one can stop it, he wrote, sharing the hashtags Free Hong Kong and Stand with Taiwan. He also challenged Nike founder Phil Knight, as well as basketball greats Michael Jordan and LeBron James, to visit with him the, quote, slave labor camps in Xinjiang, where he implied Nike shoes are made. While Chinese media have dropped Celtics games as a, re- as a result, Cantor's political stands have been met largely with rapturous applause in official circles closer to home. Yeah. I assume that is referring, well, in fact, to yeah, Swish FM. To yeah. yeah, the podcast Swish FM. Thank you. Um, his only crime is having the courage to speak out against oppression, reacted Florida Senator and Republican presidential hopeful Marco Rubio. Could have been me. Mean- meanwhile, yeah, I mean, Marco and I, you know... Uh, what can I say? Great minds think alike. Um, meanwhile, conservative media outlets like the National Review and hosts such as Glenn Beck have described him as a, quote, hero. Hmm. On social media, however, the response was more mixed. While many praised his actions, again, that was us, others pointed to his troubling history of working with many of the world's worst human rights abusing nations and questioned whether this whole thing was a national security state PR stunt. Ennis Cantor is CIA, became a meme around the net, with many speculating about his links to Washington. Hmm. Um, so so you're if, in the camp that he's on the government, U.S. government take. Well, well, can I take this one step further? Sure. Um, Go ahead. Because um, I, I also wanted to share a really good article that I also would recommend that everyone read. Um, the headline, it's from a website called tmz.com mm. mm. and the uh, headline reads uh, from earlier this year NBA's Ennis, Can- en- Ennis Cantor dating Ariana Rockefeller oil mogul's great granddaughter yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> there's a new lady in NBA center <laughs> Ennis Cantor's life and it's none other than Ariana Rockefeller the great granddaughter of oil mogul John D. Rockefeller mm, yeah. good for Anyways, him it's sort of details um, Sounds like a fun his couple. relationship with the Rockefeller family as he is uh, critiquing the, you know, sort of capitalist, um, so, you know. I mean, you know, far be it for me to criticize, you know, you love who you love. Sure. The frustrating mm-hmm. thing for me about Ennis Cantor was the, appearing on Tucker Carlson and appearing, you know, like just taking the right wing media tour. Like, I, I don't yeah, think he's on, he, yeah, he's on, he's on Fox news more than Glenn Greenwald is. These yeah. Days. That's, that's a, that's, that's a slippery slope there, folks. You know, like, let's just, that's, that's not yeah. where you want to be. 
And uh, let's just say I don't think he's on there to try to uh, change the minds of Fox News viewers. No, I don't Correct. think so. Like some people yeah. <laughs> might try to. Claim. Yeah, I'm not sure he's CIA, but I'm, you know. Well, I'm gonna yeah. keep this. I'm gonna keep this train moving. Sure. Uh, ben, we thank you for your penance. Yeah, just for that offering. Say a couple shot um, Hail Marians and your yeah, we've been very Hail naughty. And, Hail Mary and uh, Maricopa. Yeah, I appreciate you taking us to task there, Ben, and holding us accountable. That's yeah, what a, um, that's a good host. I have. I have someone who's been very naughty on my list, mm, who I would like to talk about real quick here, guys. My first naughty, this one's sort of an OG naughty, he is something of a dirty dog. He, uh, this is a guy that's Wipe his paws before he comes inside. This Don't let him sleep a in that bed. Heel, a thorn in the side of us for some time now. He has completely revolutionized the game, he's changed the landscape. Oh. Really, of all professional sports leagues, Wham, and that is COVID, baby. We are talking about the goat infectious disease, SARS-CoV-2, specifically the Omicron variant, Mm. which has taken a toll really on all professional sports leagues, Um, but it seems like it's uh, really, you know, the NBA is just eating it right now. Um, Ben, we have full teams here just Absolutely buckling to the pressure, caving to the vid. We've seen game cancellations from the Bulls, like you said, Whammy, where basically everyone from the players to the team staff is in health and safety protocols. The Knicks, the Sixers, the Lakers, the Nets, the Hornets, the Nuggets, the Pistons, team execs and health officials around the NBA said they expect that more players will have to enter health and safety protocols after Christmas and New Year's due to all the you know, seeing a family and increasing of COVID cases nationwide from people, you know, gathering at holiday parties and whatever. So um, the entire league is going through it right now, guys. So Mm. that is a big old lump of coal Mm. for uh, Adam Silver and the National Basketball Association on behalf of the old COVID-19. We are all just eating it right now, guys. So for our listening audience, stay safe, get boosted, get your shots, all that stuff. There is one man, Teflon LeBron, who COVID tried to take a swipe at the king, but they missed. Mr. Mm. False Positive. Whammy, you're up. Give us us another naughty or nice. You got it. Uh, I'll go with a nice. Okay. And this young man has dazzled us all with his manners, his poise, Mm. and his grace. And he's made my beloved Cavaliers watchable again. I'm talking about Rookie of the Year front runner, Mr. Ivan Mobley. Mm, what a very wow. good, what very, a very good boy. Yeah, what a what a nice a delight. Yeah, he's just so polite, and he comes to the house, and you just want to welcome him in and make him stay longer. Uh, he he's a combination of I don't know Garnett and. Brooke Lopez, I I don't know. Chris Bosh? Just pick yeah, just pick a couple really great NBA big men and uh you've got Evan Mobley and he's given me hope and the Cavs without their leading scorer, Colin Sexton, uh have just won eight out of ten games. They've beaten some good teams, including the COVID uh decimated Bulls. But um, you know, I couldn't be any happier as a Cavalier fan uh, for this this man to grow and blossom before our eyes. Making, I believe he's leading all rookies in PER, um, and you know, I'm just fascinated. I mean, what do you what are your impressions, Wham, guys? Of Wham, uh, yeah. are, is this guy Mobley? Uh, yes or no? All defense this year? Is that possible? 
I think if he if he doesn't miss more games, I mean, he missed a couple games already with the elbow injury. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how competitive the all the NBA all defensive yeah. rookie. You know, I, I think ben- I think I think more. It's it's between him and um, Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year, and I just feel like. Uh, then again, the narrative swing here, Barnes scoring a little bit more, but the narrative swing is going to go to the Cavs because it's their, I agree. the life, you know, 17 and 12 or 18 and 12 now. And, and it's just, just breathing life into a place where, you know, we weren't very hopeful coming in. I mean, I was hopeful, but I wasn't, I didn't think that was no. necessarily realistic. Yeah. I think the expectations for the Cavs were nowhere near what, no, no, you know, I, I, I think it was people thought like, Hey, it's possible that the Raptors will be like a, Lower run, yeah. They could be, spray, you know, they've got Siakam, they've got, uh, and I think uh, the expectations be. for the Cavs was like, this is a lottery bound team, yeah. And, and the and fact that they're they lo- not they lose incredible. Sexton, I mean, that's insane. So, yeah. that that is uh, enough to make me, you know, I'm gonna send him a nice uh figgy pudding and stuff his stocking with uh, my love. And just look forward to the new year. I love that, Whammy. Um, ben, you're uh, you're back on the clock. What uh, do you have? Anyone that's been naughty or nice that you like to talk about? Um, yeah, Chris. Thanks. Um, I'm gonna keep reading from this um, Alan McLeod article, which again first appeared in uh, Mint Press News on November second, 2021. Nice. Uh, While there is no evidence that the 29-year-old star is a CIA employee, Cantor does does have a great many troubling relationships with some of America's most powerful state officials. In July, for instance, he traveled to Washington to meet senior war planner John Bolton, a key figure in the Iraq war deception and former President Donald Trump's most hawkish national security advisor. Is his title senior war planner? Yeah, it was. Uh, the two met in the Russell Senate office building, Cantor announcing that he had had a great discussion on, quote, human rights with his, quote, friend. The Ain't Turkish wrong. star also met with Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner, sharing a video of himself with Kushner and Israeli ambassador to the U.S., Galad Erdan. He claimed that, quote, good things are ahead. He also has a close relationship with Rubio, whom he described as a champion of freedom around the world. Huge thanks to Senator Marco Rubio for standing up for human rights, freedom, democracy, Cantor wrote on his Facebook page, alongside a video of their meeting in the Capitol building. When you said Rubio, I was hoping it was Ricky Rubio, Ricky. Uh, beloved yeah. Cavs yeah. backup yeah, yeah. point guard. Sadly, I, uh, yeah. I don't think there's any relation there, but no. possibly. The professional basketball player is, however, far from partisan. In 2019, he met with Bill and Hillary Clinton, talked about President Recep Tayyip Erdogan and Turkey, yeah. and presented the Clintons with two Boston Celtics jerseys with his number and Clinton on the back. He also publicly campaigned for Democratic Representative Elliot Engels' re-election against progressive challenger Jamal Bowman, a former House Mm. Foreign Affairs Committee chairman. Engel has taken a number of hawkish positions on the Middle East and has been vocally critical of Erdogan. Cantor has also worked with his home state senator, Ed Markey, on Turkish affairs. It is further known that Cantor has some sort of relationship and communication with the FBI, the agency even (laughs) installing a panic button in his house. Cantor is a regular on... He yeah. is a legitimate target of the Erdogan re- regime, right? I mean, sure. Well, we'll was, get to that. We'll get to that, Wham. Thank you. Yep. Okay. All right. Cantor is a regular on the Western government-sponsored human rights NGO circuit, speaking a number of times at the Human Rights Foundation. The HRF is headquartered in the Empire State Building, an apt address for a group that serves the U.S. Empire. 
The HRF's founder, Thor Halverson, is the son of a former Venezuelan <laughs> government official, widely Thor. accused yeah. of being a yeah. CIA informant and a gun runner for the agency's dirty wars in Centra- Central America in the <laughs> 1980s, and is the cousin of convicted Venezuelan terrorist Leopoldo Lopez. Lopez was a leader in the U.S.-backed coup in 2002 and a wave of political terror in 2014 that killed at least 43 people and caused an estimated $15 billion worth of property damage. A major figure on the right wing of Venezuelan politics, Lopez told journalists that he wants the United States to formally govern the country once President Nicolas Maduro is overthrown. Cantor is also friends with another HRF regular, Yeonmi Park, a North Korean defector who makes gigantic sums of money telling lurid and demonstrably false stories about her former home country. Sharing a video of them playing basketball together, Park thanked Cantor for, quote, speaking truth to power. You are a true inspiration and I am honored to call you my friend, she added. Hmm. If Cantor is indeed speaking truth to power, he is close enough to it that he can whisper. Another case in point is his girlfriend... Shout out, Chris. Ariana Rockefeller, the scion of the Rockefeller (laughs) banking dynasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking truth to power, baby. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We love it. We love this intel, Ben. Um, Really deep stuff here, yeah. Nothing says says Christmas spirit, but like uh, a little critique of Ennis Cantor. Again, I'm just trying to set the record straight here. I just want want this all out there uh, for people to understand. Since I I feel like we we shortchanged our listeners last time. That's all. Yeah, there's a fuller picture here. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, Wham, you're back on the clock. Oh, uh, who's right. been naughty? Who's been nice? Ben, uh, keep that keep that article yeah, keep uh, warm hot. for us. We yeah, we know we know you're not done yet. So, the merry-go-round um, will not stop. It's coming back. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Wham, thanks, so guys. you're back on the clock. The yeah. So I'm gonna these. This is another group of boys and girls who need a little bit. Maybe they're skipping dessert this year at Christmas dinner because these are some naughty boys and girls, and they keep causing trouble. And they're causing it for a group of very nice guardians of the game. Uh, I am, of course, talking about people who make NBA reporters talk about things other than basketball. Mm. (laughs) These reporters are on their podcast and they hate. They hate talking about things that aren't the game. Yeah, this is a basketball podcast, They just want to talk about hoops. They don't want to talk about Daryl Morey. Feuding with Ben Simmons because it doesn't happen where, guys, on the court, mm. on the hardwood. We're exactly. all tired of that nonsense. These guys—it's not a soap are, opera that we're watching here. No, exactly. This is not. This is not professional wrestling. Okay. Mm-mm. This is not days of our lives. This is not entertainment. No. This is an no, athletic, no. a pure this athletic competition. Is male athletes gracefully competing on the court of hoops? Nothing more, nothing less. And these reporters are sick of it. Yep. They're sick of it. You hear me? They don't want to talk about vaccinations. <laughs> they don't want to. Okay? They don't want to talk about Kyrie because he's not on the hardwood. If you're here on the hardwood, we want to talk about you. And this is evidenced by their refusal to tell reporting stories from the road, their lack of jocular jokes uh, yeah. at the expense of one another, Mm-mm. and their complete and utter refusal to ever name drop athletes that they know and communicate with okay yeah. these guys are serious gumshoe yep. reporters who hit the streets <laughs> and like to talk about hoops they are Trench coat, sick fedora. sick yep. and tired of talking about trade speculation 
uh, funny stories that other Mm-mm. people wouldn't know because they don't get to go into NBA locker rooms. They don't want to talk fancy, about fancy, fancy clubs or restaurants no, that players never. might frequent. No, 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 girl. Enough with the gossip. Exactly. Yeah. These guys are done with it. They want to talk about points, rebounds, assists, and, and sets. Yep. You know, the dribbles, uh, the assists, out of bounds sets. Exactly. So and rings. You know, yeah. Let's put an end to it. This is going to be a little preview for our next pod. It's going to be a New Year's resolution. Is going to be here, here. talk oh about hoops. Uh, here, but, here, Wendy. But these guys, they need their wrists slapped, hmm. okay. and they need to be sent into timeout until they can come out and apologize, and they're ready to behave. All right. Tough Daddy's back. Tough Daddy is here to stay. Um, I have a long list of uh, some very nice... Very nice boys. Mm, good. Um, I'm I got to talk about Cleanse them the real quickly here. Yeah, Ben on Swish FM, we are always sort of glowingly remembering the basketball of our youth. Of course, uh, yeah. specifically Back when the game was pure. Yeah. yeah, the physical style of play right. from the '90s. Yeah, when men were men. Right. That's right. Well, this was the year. We didn't shoot threes yeah. back then. Yeah. We put our toes on the line every single shot. We set up for a screen. Yeah, we made sure to look down and toe the line. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's where that phrase came from, toe this the line. This was the year that the competition committee and the referees did the right thing and brought some of the violence back into uh, the game yes. that we love so dearly, uh. leveling the playing field between offensive and defensive players, yeah, scaling baby. back those annoying, Abrupt non-basketball moves while shooting. Goodbye, James Harden. Goodbye, Chris Paul. With this year's renewed sense of ferocity and Mm. brutality back in the game, we've seen some incredible battles on the court. Mm -hmm. So this year, I'm handing out gift bags filled with, uh, you know, various little weapons, um, you know, whips, (laughs) chains, brass knuckles. knuckles, Yeah, some little little, uh, little, billy clubs, yeah. Yeah, little thoughts for some, some friends of ours that helped put a little passion back in the game. Yeah. Sure. There have been so many memorable tussles this year. We had Nikola Jokic versus Markeith Morris. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Mark- Marcus Morris uh, and the Jokic brothers. We That's had right, yeah. Isaiah Stewart and, and Blake Griffin. Mm. And then mm. we had Carmelo Anthony and Dort. We had Pat Bev versus oh. Valanchunas on the free throw oh. line. Hassan Whiteside and Jamaical Green, they were pushing and shoving. Beautiful. Ricky Rubio and Facundo Campazzo mm. went nariz a nariz. That's nose to nose in Spanish. Um, <laughs> Dwight and Anthony Davis sure. were quarreling on the Lakers bench. And then, of course, the... Uh, the piece, the resistance, the Isaiah Stewart versus LeBron, mm. absolute bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, thank you to all of these guys for bringing some savagery back to the game that we love. Yeah, um, you know they took it out of football, Chris. They took it out of all. Yeah, all the all the uh, all the cupcakes and the uh, and the. Um, uh, you know, the snowflakes, that's the, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. Cupcakes took, took and snowflakes. Cupcakes and snowflakes, they took it all that's out of football. All the, all the PC. Yellow flag. Mm-hmm. You won't ever see these yellow flags being thrown during no. an NBA game. Yeah. Uh, and just to, the, just the violence to, is back. Yeah, yeah, just to put some numbers to it, uh, points are down, five points per game. Oh, thank God. per team. Double but, it and maybe you'd have my interest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but machismo is up nine full Points. Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. Thank you. Machismo is way up, which is a huge measure. 
Yeah, as you know. All right, Ben, you're you're back on the clock. Give me uh, give me one or two last more naughty or nices. Uh, are we still working on Ennis Canty here, or is someone else you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I guess is I can tra- I can transition now from you know my own personal naughtiness um, now to um, Ennis Cantor's naughtiness, um, because uh, reading again from this uh, Mint Press news article, um, quote a second highly unusual feature. Of of Cantor's politics is just how passionately he is committed to the state of Israel. Indeed, by this late stage in his basketball career, Cantor spends almost as much time with senior Israeli officials as he does on the court. In January, he announced publicly that he had enjoyed a, quote, great conversation about, quote, human rights and justice with Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs official Lior Hayat. A few weeks later, Cantor had another meeting supposedly on the same subject with his, quote, great friend and Likud politician Ophir Katz. That Israel is one of the world's worst human rights abusers and has been labeled a racist apartheid state by the United Nations and human Ooh. rights groups like B'Tselem and Human Rights Watch appears not to bother him. Indeed, Cantor met Kushner at an APAC event where he also had, in his words, the, quote, honor and pleasure to be in the company of officials from the UAE and Bahrain, two more of the planet's worst human rights abusing nations, although both are close partners of the United States. Earlier this year, Cantor also co-authored a Newsweek editorial alongside the Israeli permanent representative to the UN in which he denounced the, quote, extreme left's singling out of the only Jewish state as a despicable act of anti-Semitism. The only way to defeat racism, they argued, was to come together to support the state of Israel. Cantor oversees his own basketball academy and teaches other Muslims that their opposition to Israel is based purely on anti-Semitic bigotry and not for political or moral reasons. He is attempting to start another basketball camp in Israel. Such a committed Zionist is he that he was named the 11th most important pro-Israel influencer. In response, he said he wanted to make it to the top three next year. His support for Israel wildly contrasts with his countrymen. Only 2% of Turks hold a positive opinion of Israel, with 86% feeling negatively towards the country. In fact, in Turkey, Israel is even less popular than ISIS. (laughs) Folks, this is... uh, Not great, folks. (laughs) I'm just going to say what we're all thinking here. International politics, Anytime you're polling better than ISIS. It's messy. uh, Yeah, that's how you get on the naughty list. It's messy, you know? It's complicated, guys. We got a lot of countries... A lot yeah. of interest. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hope um, you enjoy the coal. Wow. That is a helping a coal for you, Ennis Cantor. Uh, Wham, you're back on the clock here. Do you have a I'm done. final... I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I mean, I'm waiting for Ben to mention something, but I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'll, if you're Ben good. doesn't pick up, pick up the obvious, then I'm going to do it. But yeah, you guys go. You just go through. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure what you're okay. referring to, but feel oh, free to... I think you know. All right, Wham, you're tapped. You're tapped on your I'm naughty tap, nice tapping list. tapping out. Okay. <laughs> um, I will... Uh, I'll jump off the top ropes here then. Mm. Um, I have someone naughty that I want to talk about, Ben. And this is this maybe overlaps a little bit with what Uh-oh. you've been uh, discussing here. All right, can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for Chris <sighs> to be like, the state of Israel. <laughs> no. Even worse, Wham, it's the MSM. The mainstream media. Okay. And here is my beef. Here is my beef with the MSM this time, guys. And I choose that word beef very pointedly, very purposefully. Here's my beef with the MSM. 
the constant and ceaseless obsession and shaming with Steph Curry of Zion Williamson's beautiful body, Ben. Okay, yeah. Has it ever dawned on our beautiful friends in the media that perhaps, just perhaps, Zion and his weight are perfect just the way they are? Has it ever dawned on our beautiful friends that maybe, just maybe, Zion's weight, wait for it, wait for it, whammy, Zion's weight is an asset and not a liability. Ben, we've been talking all season, uh, as we just were before, about um, the rule changes in the NBA, how Adam Silver and his friends in the league office are interested in bringing the game of basketball back to its full contact roots, Mm -hmm. chock full of tackling and punching and fighting and three yards and a cloud of dust type offense. Let's let's bring these games to the gridiron. Who is better suited for that style of play Mm. than someone like Zion Williamson, a man who is an athletic freak, he jumps out of the gym. He's built like a tank, basically Jerome Bettis and high tops. What is not to love? Naughty, naughty, naughty MSM. You'll be getting a lump of coal this Christmas. Um, leave Zion Williamson and his beautiful body alone. Um, yeah, the MSM, surprise, surprise, is on my naughty list. You know who should get a hold of Zion is Dove. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's a. What fit. was their campaign? Oh, I like that. Um, I think I forget the name of it, but it was a wonderful campaign. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He'd be a great spokes- spokesperson for Dove. Ben, any final uh, naughty or nice? Anyone on your on your naughty and nice list that you need to mention? Um, would you like to know anything about the uh, Gulan movement? Uh, in, in Turkey, Chris? <laughs> how are you? I think what's happening? How am I? Not, how do I have to do this? I can't believe I have I to think do this. I, yeah, no, I think I think we're we're probably forgetting, we're forgetting the two nicest boys in all of the of, land right now who deserve cake cookies to stay up late and watch whatever movie they want. Mm-hmm. And they get to go over to Uncle Brett's house and ride snowmobiles. And clear of the closing Of course doors, we know please. them as Bing and Bong. Bing and wow. revolutionized mm-hmm. revolutionized basketball as we know it. Uh-huh. Reanimated the Mecca. Speaking yeah. of, he's back. Uh, he's back. Muslim yeah. countries. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reanimated the, the Mecca of basketball, the Garden, and yep. uh, just changed. You know, brought the fun. I guess I'm trying to think of uh, <laughs> brought the fun. I don't know. But Bing and Bong, Ben, where's, where's Bing, and Bing Bong? Bong? Yeah, Bing no, I, I, obviously they were on my what list. What happened? No, no, what no. They, listen, they were they were running a you know a close second. Um, <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to, yeah. I was gonna get to them, but I had I, yeah. you know had a few more things left to say. Um, of course, of course. About Ennis, but um, but no, I'm glad. I'm very glad uh, when you uh, you brought up Bing and Bong. Obviously, they deserve a uh, a prominent prominent mention. Um, That's right on the nice list. Right. Um, those boys, uh, those boys from Staten Shots Island. To- Coney Island, my friend. Oh, sorry, Coney they? Island. What am I thinking? Um, one, of the, one of those islands. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, they, they deserve everything. I hope Ariana Grande uh, visits them uh, for Byron. Christmas. Um, get a ride on the Cyclone. Um, yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say about... Um, Oh yeah, I was just going to make the point of um, the New York Times, uh, you know, Mm. giving uh, Steph Curry the uh, player of the decade. Yeah, yeah, Steph Curry is you know doesn't have a um, a fraction of the uh, influence, cultural, um, and and power over the game of basketball as uh, as Bing and Bong do. So uh, 
I Absolutely. may, in fact, be writing a letter to the uh, editorial board right. of the Times. Uh, That's what you voice, have to do sometimes. Keep them honest. Yeah, to voice that uh, that stance. All right, guys. I'm going to put, uh, a put a bow on, on it here. It. Yeah. Yep. A Christmas uh, bow? next time. <laughs> yep, a Christmas bow. Mm. Thank you for listening to Swish FM. Whammy, uh, where can we find you on TikTok? You're at That's uh, Whammy45. That's right. Yep. Um, You're following follow follow Wham for all yeah. his latest video content. Very funny. Very I had some hot tweets past couple of weeks. A little Great. tweet heat. Yeah. At Brandon Lissy. Go ahead and follow. Give Share, follow. like. Um, I'm down for. I'll be doing a uh, series of lectures on Bing Bong, um, in partnership with the uh, University of uh, um, Elon Bong. College. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Very and now, uh, Wham, you've been working on some uh, some Bing Bong musical content, too. Uh, well, I've been right? working on sharing Bing Bong, <laughs> Bing Bong musical content TikTok. So. But you have some musical talent of your own. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I right. Don't, that's you know, right. I don't know if, if you were ready to reveal this. Um, yeah, I've been, been but playing a little can't piano. Can't wait for that to recently, go live. But, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so check yeah. it out. Check it out. I'm all over the web. So Indeed. And I'd love to hitch my wagon to Bing Bong and take me to the stratosphere. Mm, to the moon, baby. Till next time, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to Swish FM. Enjoy the hoops. And Ben Wham, we'll see you on the other side. All right. Merry Christmas, fellas. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, um, whatever it is that you celebrate or not. And uh, always fun to do the pop. You can listen to Swish FM. Swish FM. Swish FM. Woo.